So, we were on the topic regarding seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We mentioned some of the evidences last time. We mentioned some of the ahadith that Imam al-Bukhari had mentioned here. Ahadith that speak about how we will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment in Paradise. Today then, there is a topic here. Al-Shaykh al-Thameen, he mentions, how do we understand the ayah, la tudrikuhu al-abisar, that the eyesight, the vision cannot encompass him. We spoke about it last time, what is the answer? Some of the people of innovation will use this ayah, to say to you that Allah is telling us our eyesight cannot encompass him. Our eyesight cannot comprehend him. So we can't see him. And you respond by saying what? Comprehension is more specific than seeing. So comprehension, comprehending something is more specific than the general concept of seeing something. So when Allah says you will not comprehend Him, that does not negate seeing Him. Seeing is something more general. Comprehension is something more specific. So we will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we will not comprehend everything that we see. Then we have the lengthy narration that comes next. In this lengthy narration now, Al-Imam Al-Bukhari says, حَدَّثَنَا عَبْدُ الْعَزِيزِ إِبْنُ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا إِبْرَاهِيمِ إِبْنُ سَعْدِ عن ابن شهاب عن عطاء ابن يزيد الليثي عن ابي هريره ان الناس قالوا يا رسول الله هل نرى ربنا يوم القيامه in the beginning of this hadith some people they said o messenger of allah Will we see our Lord on the day of judgment? Will we see our Lord on the day of judgment? فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ هَلْ تُبَارُونَ فِي الْقَمَرِ لَيْلَةَ الْبَدْرِ He said, do you have any difficulty or harm in seeing the moon on a night when it's a full moon 
Is there any difficulty in seeing that? قالوا لا يا رسول الله They said no, O Messenger of Allah قال فهل تدارون في الشمس ليس دونها سحاب Do you have to harm each other or is there any difficulty in you seeing the sun on a clear day when there are no clouds? قالوا لا يا رسول الله They said no, O Messenger of Allah قال فإنكم ترونه كذلك He said صلى الله عليه وسلم Then you will see him just like that As easily as you see the full moon As easily as you see the sun on a clear day with no clouds Then with that ease You will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Up to this point The Sahaba have asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this question. Will we see our Lord on the day of judgment? And they asked that question because of their zeal and enthusiasm to seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their zeal and enthusiasm in recognizing who their Lord is. So that is very similar to when Musa alayhi salam said, Rabbi arini anzur ilayk, my Lord, show me, let me see you. Fasa'alu, hal yakunu fi yawm al-qiyamah hadha al-na'im. So they asked from their enthusiasm, will this blessing occur on the day of judgment? Will this blessing occur on the day of judgment that we will see Allah? فَأَخْبَرَهُمُ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى So the Prophet told them that this will occur. It will occur. You will see your Lord on that day. And that they will not have to harm each other or push each other or be crowded by each other there will be no difficulty in it in seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَقَدْ سَبَقَ لَنَا previously we've already seen أَنَّ رُؤْيَةَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى دَلَّ عَلَيْهَا الْكِتَابُ وَالسُنَّةِ الْمُتَوَاتِرَةِ that the Quran and the Sunnah in multiple narrations has evidenced to the fact that we will see Allah in the hereafter وَأَنَّ السَّلَفْ أَجْمَعُوا عَلَى ذَلِكَ and that the Salaf they were united upon that fact وَلَمْ يُخَالِفْ فِي هَذَا إِلَّا مَنْ يُخْشَى أَنْ يَحْرِمُهُ اللَّهِ مِنْهَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ and nobody opposed this Except those whom it is feared Allah will deprive them of this on the day of judgment. Those who rejected that, then they are the ones whom it is feared would be, would be deprived of that in the end. Because they are the ones who did not believe in it. The people of innovation who do not believe in seeing Allah in the hereafter then they are the ones who you fear will be deprived of seeing Allah even though the believers will see Allah 
وفي هذا الحديث أنه يقال للناس كل أمة تتبع من كانت تعبد إذلالا لهم وإظهارا لباطلهم That is now coming on to the next section where it goes on to say then فإنكم ترونه كذلك يجمع الله الناس يوم القيامة فيقول من كان يعبد شيئا فليتبع فيتبع من كان يعبد الشمس الشمس ويتبع من كان يعبد القمر القمر ويتبع من كان يعبد الطواغيت الطواغيت On that day Allah will gather the people on the day of judgment and he will say that whatever everyone used to worship go and follow that now so the ones who used to worship the sun follow the sun the ones who used to worship the moon follow the moon the ones who used to worship the tawarit all of the false deities then they are behind the false deities وَتَبْقَى هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ and this ummah remains فيها شافعوها أو منافقوها شك إبراهيم فيأتيهم الله فيقول أنا ربكم so this ummah will remain and within them شافعوها أو منافقوها a doubt from the narrator Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes to all of this ummah, amongst them may still be the hypocrites. And he says to them, I am your Lord. فَيَقُولُونَ هَذَا مَكَانُنَا حَتَّى يَأْتِينَا رَبُّنَا They say, this is our place until our Lord comes to us. فَإِذَا جَاءَنَا رَبُّنَا عَرَفْنَاهُ So when our Lord comes to us, we will recognize, we will know. فَيَأْتِيهِمُ اللَّهُ فِي سُورَتِهِ الَّتِي يَعْرِفُونَ So then Allah comes to them in that which they know. فَيَقُولُ أَنَا رَبُّكُمْ And he says, I am your Lord. فَيَقُولُونَ أَنْتَ رَبُّنَا So they say, you are our Lord. فَيَتْبَعُونَهُ وَيُمْرَبُ السِّرَاطُ بَيْنَ ظَهْرِ جَهَنَّمْ So then they follow him and then a path is laid out. The bridge is laid out across how far? فَأَكُونُ أَنَا وَأُمَّتِ أَوَّلَ مَنْ يُجِيزُهَا So I and my Ummah, the Muslims, are the first to cross over it. وَلَا يَتَكَلَّمُ يَوْمَ إِذٍ إِلَّا الرُّسُلِ Nobody talks at that time except the messengers. وَدَعَوَ الرُّسُلِ يَوْمَ إِذٍ أَلَّهُمَّ سَلِّمْ سَلِّمْ And the dua of the messengers at that time is, Oh Allah, save us, save us. Keep us safe, keep us safe. And then he goes on talking about the hellfire وَفِي جَهَنَّمَ كَلَالِيبُ مِثْلُ شَوْكِ السَّعْدَانِ The spikes or the thorns that are in hellfire هَلْ رَأَيْتُمُ السَّعْدَانِ قَالُوا نَعْمِ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّقَارَ فَإِنَّهَا مِثْلُ شَوْكِ السَّعْدَانِ Sa'dan is what they recognized as the thorns from the place or the plant غَيْرْ أَنَّهُ لَا يَعْلَمُ مَا قَدْرُ عِظَمِيهَا إِلَّا اللَّهِ But nobody will know of the levels of the thorns that are in hellfire. تَخْطَفُ النَّاسِ بِأَعْمَالِهِمْ They will uh, pierce and grasp the people by their actions. 
فمنهم الموبق بقي بعمله أو الموثق بعمله ومنهم المخربل أو المجازى أو نحوه So the people will cross over at different speeds due to their actions different levels of walking and speed ثم يتجلى حتى إذا فرغ الله من القضاء بين العباد وأراد أن يخرج برحمته من أراد من أهل النار أمر الملائكة أن يخرجوا من النار من كان لا يشرك بالله شيئا ممن أراد الله أن يرحمه ممن يشهد أن لا إله إلا الله So then the people, the ones of the hellfire, Allah commands the angels to remove from there those who did not used to commit shirk, the muwahideen, usatul muwahideen, sinners of the people of Tawheed, and then those whom Allah has mercy upon who used to testify to the shahada, فَيَعْرِفُونَهُمْ فِي النَّارِ بِأَثَرِ السُّجُودِ So they are recognized in the fire by the signs of the prostrations they used to do, تأكل النار ابن آدم إلا أثر السجود The fire eats the people except the signs of where they used to prostrate upon them حرم الله على النار أن تأكل أثر السجود Allah made it حرام upon the fire to eat the signs of prostration upon a person فيخرجون من النار قد انتحشوا فيصب عليهم ماء ماء الحياة فينبتون تحته كما تنبت الحبة في حميم السيل So then they are brought out from that and they have become like burnt coals and then the water is poured upon them the water of life and so then they are they sprout again they sprout again into freshness ثُمَّ يَفْرُهُ اللَّهُ مِنَ الْقَضَاءِ بِنَ الْعِبَادِ Then Allah finishes the judgment between the servants. وَيَبْقَى رَجُلٌ مُقْبِلٌ بِوَجْهِهِ عَلَى النَّارِ هُوَ آخِرُ أَهْلِ النَّارِ دُقُولًا الْجَنَّةِ So then there is one man left still facing the fire, the last of the people of the fire to enter paradise. فَيَقُولْ اِي رَبِّ صْرِفْ وَجْهِ عَلَى النَّارِ He will say, my Lord, turn my face away from the fire. فإنه قد قشبني ريحها وأحرقني ذكاؤها فيدعو الله بما شاء أن يدعوه ثم يقول الله هل عسيت إن أعطيت ذلك أن تسألني غيره فيقول لا وعزتك لا أسألك غيره ويعطي ربه من عهود ومواثيق ما شاء That man then is told, are you going to ask for anything else besides that? He says, I will not ask for anything else. Just remove my face from the fire. And he gives his promises. فَيَصْرِفُ اللَّهُ وَجْهَةُ So Allah then removes his face away from the fire. فَإِذَا أَقْبَرَ عَلَى الْجَنَّةِ So then when he faces paradise now, وَرَآهَا سَكَتَ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهِ أَنْ يَسْكُتْ He remains silent as he had said he would, as long as Allah decrees that. Then he says, My Lord, قدم me إلى باب الجنة. My Lord, bring me forward to the door of paradise. فيقول الله لا ألست قد أعطيت عهودك ومواثيقك ألا تسألني غير الذي أعطيت أبدا. Allah said, Did you not give me your promises that you would not ask for anything else besides what you were then given to be turned away from the hellfire? وَيْلَكَ يَبْنَ آدَمَ أَغْدَرَكَ فَيَقُولُ إِي رَبِّي وَيَدْعُ اللَّهَ حَتَّى يَقُولُ هَلْ عَسَيْتَ إِنَا عَطِيْتَ ذَلِكَ أَنْ تَسْأَلَ غَيْرَ فَيَقُولُ لَا وَعِزَّتِكَ لَا أَسْأَلَكَ غَيْرَ 
ويعطي ما شاء من عهود ومواثيق ويقدمه إلى باب الجنة فإذا قام إلى باب الجنة انفهقت له الجنة فرأى ما فيها من الحضرة والصرور فيسكت ما شاء الله يسكت ثم يقول أي ربي أدخلني الجنة فيقول الله ألست قد أعطيت عهودك ومواثيقك ألا تسأل غير ما أعطيت فيقول ويلك يا ابن آدم ما أغدرك فيقول أي ربي لا أكونن أشقى خلقك فلا يزال يدعو حتى يضحك الله منه فإذا ضحك منه قال له ادخل جنة فإذا دخلها قال الله له تمنى فسأل ربه وتمنى حتى إن الله لا يذكره يقول كذا وكذا حتى انقضعت به الأماني قال الله ذلك لك ومثله معه That is all the rest of the narration talking about the man, the last man to come out of the hellfire. So he is now facing the fire. He asks Allah, well, move my face away from the fire. The heat and everything burning me, move my face aside. So then Allah says, will you ask for more? He says, no, no, that is it. So when that is given to him, he remains silent. But then after a while, now that his face is turned away from hellfire towards paradise, He says, my Lord, bring me closer to the door of paradise. It is said to him, did you not make your promises you would not ask for more? But then he's given that and he gets to the door of paradise. Then when he sees everything after a while, he asks Allah, enter me into paradise. And eventually that man is then entered into paradise and he is the last of them. The narration then, the key section of this narration is what? The opening section that talks about seeing Allah. And then you could say that the remainder of it that speaks about entering into paradise, the greatest blessing in paradise itself is what? Seeing Allah. There is another narration where it is said to the people of paradise that do you desire anything more after they've got everything they want? They will say, our Lord, you took us away from the hellfire, you saved us, you entered us into paradise, you gave us all these blessings, what more is there? So that's when Allah then allows them to see Him, and they then recognize that this is the greatest blessing of Allah. And that goes back to the ayah then, that their faces are bright, uh, are bright and radiant, and looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next narration similar to it, قال عطاء ابن يزيد وأبو سعيد الخضري مع أبي هريرة لا يرد عليه من حديثه شيئا حتى إذا حدث أبو هريرة أن الله تبارك وتعالى قال ذلك لك ومثله معه قال أبو سعيد الخضري وعشرة أمثاله معه يا أبو هريرة قال أبو هريرة ما حفظت إلا قوله ذلك لك ومثله معه قال أبو سعيد الخضر أشهد أني حفظت من رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قوله ذلك لك وعشرة أمثاله قال أبو هريرة فذلك الرجل آخر أهل الجنة دخولا الجنة This narration is the same as the previous narration but it has the section regarding the amount of uh, reward that is multiplied So it speaks about the difference they had and that he, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri says that he memorized it was ten times the fold of the reward that the individual then has.
نوشنا افتضت قال حدثنا يحيى بن بكير قال حدثنا الليث عن خالد بن يزيد عن سعيد بن أبي هلال عن زيد عن عطاء بن يسار عن أبي سعيد الخدري قال قلنا يا رسول الله هل نرى ربنا يوم القيامة similar narration again they said oh messenger will we see our lord on the day of judgment قال هل تضارون في رؤية الشمس والقمر إذا كانت صحوة But do you have any issue in seeing the sun and the moon when they are clear? Are you harming each other? Are you pushing each other? Anything? قلنا لا. They said no. قال فإنكم لا تضارون في رؤية ربكم يوم إذن. Similarly, you will not harm each other in any way. There will be no issue in you seeing your Lord on that day. إلا كما تضارون في رؤيتهما. ثم قال ينادي مناد ليذهب كل قوم إلى ما كانوا يعبدون. Then somebody will call out, a call will be made, everybody go to what you used to worship. So the ones who used to worship the cross, they go after the cross. فَيَذْهَبُوا أَصْحَابُ الصَّلِيبِ مَعَ صَلِيبِهِمْ وَأَصْحَابُ الْأَوْثَانِ مَعَ أَوْثَانِهِمْ The ones who worship the idols and statues go with them. وَأَصْحَابُ كُلِّ آلِهَةٍ مَعَ آلِهَةِهِمْ And the people of every god that they used to worship go off with those gods. حتى يبقى من كان يعبد الله من بر أو فاجر. Then the only people left now are the ones who used to worship Allah. Whether they were righteous or sinners or wrongdoers, but worshippers of Allah. وغبرات من أهل الكتاب. ثم يؤتى بجهنم تعرض كأنها صراب. فيقال لليهود ما كنتم تعبدون قالوا كنا نعبد عزير بن الله فيقال كذبتم لم يكن لم يكن لله صاحب ولا ولد فما تريدون قالوا نريد أن تسقينا فيقال اشربوا فيتساقطون في جهنم ثم يقال للنصارى ما كنتم تعبدون فيقول فيقول كنا نعبد المسيح ابن الله فيقال كذبتم لم يكن لله صاحبة ولا ولد فما تريدون فيقولون نريد أن تسقينا فيقال اشربوا فيتساقطون حتى يبقى من كان يعبد الله من برنا فاجر So initially the Jews they are there it is said to them what did you used to worship they say Uzair the son of Allah and it is said to them you have lied Allah does not have a partner nor son the same then occurs with the Christians who do you worship they said Isa the son of Allah it is said to them you have lied Allah does not have a partner or son and they are all cast into the fire then all that remains is the believers who worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether righteous or sinners فيقال لهم then it is said to them ما يحبسكم وقد ذهب الناس what is keeping you here and the people have gone فيقولون فأرقناهم فأرقناهم ونحن أحوج منا إليه اليوم وإنا سمعنا مناديا ينادي ليلحق كل قوم بما كانوا يعبدون وإنما ننتظر ربنا قال فأتيهم الجبار فيقول أنا ربكم فيقول أنت ربنا فلا يكلمه إلا الأنبياء فيقول هل بينكم وبينه آية تعرفونه فيقولون الساق فيكشف عن ساقه فيسجد له كل مؤمن ويبقى من كان يسجد لله الرياء وسمعة فيذهب كيما يسجد فيعود ظهره طبقا واحدا This mentions about how the believers have been left and they say we are waiting for our Lord and then Allah 
comes and says, I am your Lord, and they say, you are our Lord, and then Allah reveals his shin to them, and they recognize that this is their Lord, and then they prostrate. But the ones, the munafiqun basically, then they are unable to prostrate, their backbones become one solid unit, and they are unable to prostrate. Then the bridge is brought and placed across the hellfire. The narration goes through the rest of the events that occur on that day. But again, the purpose of this narration is to highlight that they will on that day come before their Lord and that they will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are several narrations like this. That talk about the day of judgment and how Allah descends on the day of judgment to uh, hold the accountability between the people. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to every individual. That Allah will speak to them all, no interpreter in between. This narration here, how Allah comes to them when they are the only Muslims left now. The Jews, the Christians, the Mushrikun have been cast into the fire. And here this is a difference of opinion between the scholars regarding whether the munafiqun will see Allah or not. Because after all of the kuffar have been cast into the fire, only the Muslims remain amongst them, the munafiqun as some narration state. And then Allah is seen. So is Allah seen by the munafiqun too? Yes or no? Seeing Allah is something of blessing. The munafiqun, according to the opinion of the scholars who say, yes, they will see Allah upon that land of resurrection, then they say it will be a sight of terror for them. Because they know now that Allah will hold the accountability upon them and they'll be in the hellfire. So it will not be a blessing, a sight of blessing for them to see Allah. It will be something of terror for them to come before their Lord. So there is some scholars who say that they will see Allah too there, but for them it will be a sight of terror. As for the believers, that will be blessing for them to see their Lord. There are a few others that Imam al-Bukhari mentions exactly the same points being made. وَقَالَ حَجَّاجِ بْنُ مِنْهَالَ قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا حَمَّامِ بْنُ يَحْيَى قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا قَتَادَةِ عن أنس رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال يحبس المؤمنين يوم القيامة حتى يهموا بذلك that the believers will be held back until they become concerned فيقولون لو استشفعنا إلى ربنا فيريحنا من مكاننا and this is the narration we've mentioned before that they then say if maybe somebody could intercede for us with Allah, so we could be removed from this place. And so they go to the various prophets and messengers to Adam, to Musa, to Ibrahim, alayhim salam until eventually they come back to Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he is the one who does the intercession to have them removed from that. And the narration goes on talking about the intercession of removing the people from the hellfire also. But again, these narrations about the day of judgment, all of them indicate how the believers will come across their Lord, how the believers will see their Lord 
on that day of resurrection, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do the accountability. How, and that is why the scholars, they say, there are two times or two places where Allah will be seen on that day. One is upon the lands of resurrection. One is upon the lands of resurrection. And then the second time is in paradise. In paradise, of course, only the believers see Allah. Only the believers are in paradise. But upon the plains of resurrection, upon the lands of resurrection, then you have that difference. Will the munafiqoon be able to see Allah there? Some scholars say yes, but it will be a sight of terror for them. As for the believers, for them it is a sight of blessing. Here now, Imam al-Bukhari goes on to mention a few of the other narrations that are connected to the issues of the Day of Judgment, and we've discussed this many a time before. You have the hadith, قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا عُبَيْدُ اللَّهِ إِبْنُ سَعَدِ بْنِ إِبْرَاهِيمِ قَالَ حَدَّثَنِي عَمِّي قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا أَبِي عَنْ صَالِحٍ عَنْ إِبْنِ شِهَابٍ قَالَ قال حدثني أنس بن مالك أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أرسل إلى الأنصار فجمعهم في قبة وقال لهم اصبروا حتى تلقوا, تلقوا الله حتى تلقوا الله ورسوله فإني على الحوض that be patient until you meet Allah and the messenger and I am upon the hold that he will be upon the hold and we have discussed the hold before the pond of the Prophet ﷺ. But in this narration, the point being, until you meet your, until you meet Allah. Be patient until you meet Allah. Again, therefore, highlighting the point regarding meeting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day, seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day. So, up to this point so far, Somebody summarize for us the aqidah of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah regarding seeing Allah. Who can do it? Somebody asks you, what is the aqidah of Ahlul Sunnah regarding seeing Allah? What are you going to say now? We've done several narrations. What do you say? Anybody else? What about this life? What about the kuffar? So what's the, your complete answer? What is the aqidah of Ahlul Sunnah regarding seeing Allah? Believers will see Allah in the afterlife. So the Muslims will see him in this life too or what? Your answer is not concise to the point. Very simply, how you said it before, how do you say it? The aqidah of sunnah regarding seeing Allah. Very simply, that in this world, nobody can see Allah, but in the year after, Allah can be seen, the believers will see Allah and the difference on the munafiqun. As for the people of innovation, some of them went to an extreme and they said, 
You cannot see Allah in this world or in the hereafter. And that is incorrect. Other people of extremism said you can see Allah in this world and in the hereafter. And that is extremism. To the other side, what is the proof that we will see Allah in the afterlife, not in this world? What is the proof? Now that we've done three sessions, I think, on this topic, we've gone through maybe 15, 20 hadith. What is the proof? That we cannot see Allah in this world, but we will see Him in the hereafter. That proves that we will see Allah, but where is the proof we cannot see Him in this world? Lantarani, you could use that example. You, uh, that when Musa asked to see Allah, Allah said, Lantarani, you will not see me yet. You cannot see me, you will not see me. There is the narration as well. Lantarau Rabbakum hatta tamutu. You will not see your Lord until you die. Blatant and clear in this world, you cannot see Allah. Until you die, meaning then in the afterlife, you will see Allah. If the innovators, they come and say to you, La tudrikuhul abasar, eyesight cannot comprehend Allah. Comprehending is more specific than seeing. We will see Allah, but we will not gain the full comprehension of what we see. If somebody asks you, there is an ayah that says, Kalla innahum they will be veiled from seeing Allah on that day. So they say we cannot see Allah. Allah tells us you'll be veiled from seeing Him on that day. How do you respond? So look into the context of those ayat. It's obviously talking about the the uh, people of shirk and the mujrimun. But then how is that a proof the believers will see Allah? How is that ayah a proof itself? So it has been specified that the wrongdoers, the mujrimun, will be veiled from seeing Allah. That must mean, therefore, the good doers, the people of Tawheed, will not be veiled from seeing Allah. If they were going to be veiled too, then what difference is there between the people of Tawheed and the Mujrimun if everybody is going to be veiled? So the fact that Allah tells us the Mujrimun are going to be veiled, then the Mafhumi Mukhalafa, as they say, that means the non, the, the good doers, they will not be veiled from saying Allah. That's where we round up for today. What time is it, man? So Adhan's gone, you mean? Let's do it. <laughs> so we'll round off on that today. Next week there isn't a class because of the Cardiff conference. So it'll be in two weeks' time, and then once we resume in two weeks' time, inshallah it'll be back on regular. Then shouldn't be any more conferences and things going on then, inshallah. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar.